Hey there, are you sick and tired of feeling sick and tired? Join Adol Kozilski and Fagy Stern as they explore ways to reverse chronic illness and achieve vibrant health. Your health is your only wealth and together we can be better. Hashtag Healthy You, Wealthy You. Good morning, good morning. This is Adel Kozilski. Good morning, Faggy. Good morning, Adel. Nice to see you again. Always, <laughs> Same, you're always yeah. so close on, on, on <laughs> Wednesday morning. Faggy and I talk all the time, but we are always talking virtually, right? We're WhatsApping and then just once once, once a week we rub shoulders. <laughs> literally. Literally. <laughs> always literally. Welcome to the Healthy You, Wealthy You show. Today we are going to have a very interesting conversation. And I know when we posted on our WhatsApp group, we had a lot of interest um, as 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 you all know, our focus on the Healthy You, Wealthy You group is to help you focus more on, on your health and for you to take health into, into your own hands. And while there is definitely and categorically a very huge physical component to our health, um, somatic healing is coming to, to, to find out that there is emotional and spiritual and, and, and mental causes to our diseases. And today we're going to explore that. Is there an emotional component to the diseases that we have? So this is going to prove a very, very interesting conversation. We are going to be chatting with Nikki Slow. She has been on the show before. And um, after our first interview, I know for myself and Faggy, we've actually formed an incredible relationship with Nikki. She's a transformation coach and dietitian. She assists clients to transform whatever is holding them back from being all that they can be. Nikki works on a very deep level to clear subconscious patterns, beliefs, behavioral patterns that sabotage people from accessing their true potential. She has studied human behavior and conscious healing extensively, and she is incredible because she uses different modalities. She uses transformational kinesiology, family and systematic, um, systemic con, um, constellations, NLP, EFT, which is the Emotional Freedom Technique, Matrix Re-Imprinting, the Demartini Method, New Insights Life Coaching, Access Conscious Bars, <laughs> and a whole lot more. So we've got somebody who takes so many modali- modalities and tailor makes it for her clients. So if you'd like to join the conversation or you have any questions for our guest, 34519 is our SMS line, 061-895-1019 is our telegram Number. Good morning, Nikki. Good morning, Adel and Faggy. It's so good morning to Nikki. be with you again. Welcome. We're Thank very you. excited, and I feel like I'm sitting. I'm, I'm, I'm sitting with family, so we're going to have a very, very good conversation. Mm-hmm. And I think that what we need to do is answer the question, because maybe some people are going to say no. I'm going to ask you to motivate. Is is there a, an emotional component to disease? Like when we find ourselves in difficult situations and we're suffering particularly from chronic conditions, even though it doesn't only, it's not only for chronic, it could be for an acute condition as well, right? With anything that happens to our body, is our body telling us something more than what it is expressing physically? Absolutely. There's been a lot of scientific research to actually prove that the body, the symptoms that the body is displaying are actually giving feedback as to what's going on in the subconscious. And when we look at the symptoms, we can get guided as to where the emotional imbalances are in our perceptions and what is driving the inverted commas dis-ease, so lack of ease in the body. Now, 
the body keeps the score. As I said, there's, it reveals a lot to one in terms of the subconscious. Neuroscience tells us that 95% of our consciousness is actually sitting in our subconscious and only 5% is in our conscious awareness. So if we want to explore the fullness of what's happening in our whole being as an organism, as a system, we actually want to know what's happening in the subconscious. And so often we don't listen to the messages. So the body has to keep giving us feedback because that's where the subconscious programs are stored in the body. Maybe if I give you an example, it would be a little bit easier to understand. So let's say, for example, someone has diabetes. So what is diabetes? What are the symptoms we experience in the body? The symptoms are you get a lot of sugar in the blood. Now, blood carries the joy through our, our bodies and it carries the, you know, the life force energy to all the cells. So when we're holding on to a lot, lot of sugar, what's happening in the subconscious is there's a perceived lack of sweetness in our life for some reason. So we want to go and look at, okay, if this is what the body's doing, where could that come from? So in family constellations, we actually have a profound tool to look at what a system might be holding. As you said, it's like, you know, often chronic diseases, if we go and look into a system. Now with diabetes, we've set this up a lot. And what consistently comes back is the, as the feedback is that it definitely is about a longing for what might have been and a, a perceived loss of the joy that you had hoped for in life. Now, in the Indian communities, for example, there's really a lot of diabetes. And in this culture, they have arranged marriages. So what often happens is someone is growing up and they have like, like a heart love, like a first love. And when we fall in love for the first time, it's kind of we start to hope and dream and I like kids with that person and this is what I, I think of. You know, it's like this whole new idea that we fall in love with. And then if a family system doesn't choose that first love, like the heart love, as the most appropriate person for the marriage, then they have this arranged marriage and there's this, this loss of perceived sweetness that the person experiences. And then the body holds on to the sugar as a symptom. So if you can start to see how it is our own perception, so that is showing us what is in our individual subconscious, because the perceived perception is the loss of sweetness and the, the, the loss of a hope of what was to come. But when we look at a system, it's very likely that this is a generational patterning. It's not just this individual, because when we look at, you know, arranged marriages, it isn't a whole culture. Mm -hmm. Family and constellations. Think, think you, can, you can, you can, you can take that and put that across everything right um like now um in in modern psychology they're looking at generational trauma so particularly in the jewish community you know there's there, there's a lot to do with the holocaust and the suffering that that we went through and the traumas that we went through and i i think you know people's minds are being open to the fact that we are who we are because of the traumas that our parents and our grandparents you know, have, have had, and, and, and truly for the Jewish people, particularly in, in this type of generational trauma, we've had trauma like for 3000 years. We've been wandering and, and having expulsions and being stuck in, you know, extermination camps or having massacres and whatever have you. And so there's an anxiety that, that, that is passed down all the time. And, you know, now our eyes are being open to the fact of like, can we do things differently? And how am I reacting to situations? Am I, is it a learned, 
habit or a learned characteristic, not a habit, a, la- a learned char- characteristic, you know, inside of me. Yes, Family Constellations is a very uh, rich resource that we can use. The principles on which it is based is there's that scriptural principle that the sins of the forefathers are past generation, passed down the generations. I prefer to look at it as the traumas of the forefathers are passed down the generations. So a generation will hold in love and loyalty the trauma until its healing is brought to it. So, for example, you might have a trauma seven generations back, ten generations back, four generations back. It doesn't matter how far back. But when there's an exclusion in the system, somebody will hold that exclusion until it is brought to healing. So, Bert Hillinger is the gentleman who developed family constellations. And he actually, he lived amongst the Zulu people in KwaZulu-Natal for a while. And and what he did is he observed that they had far less emotional difficulties than the Western world. And he went to look at what was the component that was different. And what he noticed is that they honored their ancestors. They honored where they came from. And then the family constellation system was developed. And basically, it's based on the three orders of love. And the first order of love. Can, can, can we hold it there? We'll, we'll, we'll pick that up afterwards okay, and uh, sure. just open it up a bit more. This is the Healthy You, Wealthy You show with Adol Kosilski and Fagy Stern. Okay, we are speaking um, to Nikki Slow. This is the Healthy You, Wealthy You show. And uh, we're discussing that there is such a concept as generational trauma. And we were talking about um, I think the gentleman that, 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 uh, he was a South African. I thought, I didn't even know that he was a South African. No, he's German, Bert Hillinger, but he did live amongst the, the Zulu people. Oh, wow. okay. But it's, it's interesting that it was from South Africa where he observed these, these, uh, orders of love, which were, that's what we were talking about. So okay. family constellations is based on the three orders of love. And the first one is about belonging. We all need a sense of belonging. And that's what you were speaking about, you know, in terms of the, the Jews and the concentration camps. There was a lot of exclusion. So one needs to go and bring inclusion back into the family system and heal where that was excluded. Another place that we also find exclusion quite commonly in society today is, for example, if there's an abortion or a miscarriage or you know, something like that, that child still forms part of the family system and the soul needs to be honored and acknowledged. Which brings me to the next point, and that is that in every family system, there needs to be an order that is honored. So, for example, let's say someone had an abortion as their first child, so it was never really acknowledged. It could have gone as a secret. It could have gone hush-hush. Now they get married and they have their children. Now, the the child that's born, inverted commas, appearing to be first, is actually a second child. And the energy of a a first child is very different from the energy of a second child. So this child feels a dissonance within and feels out of place until that first child is acknowledged in a family system. And then the order of all the children, because remember, if this was now actually... The second child, the next child is not the second child, it's the third child. So it's amazing what a settling in an individual we get when we restore the order in a system. Another place in society today where we f- we finding that order goes out in a system is, for example, when there's the early death of a parent or divorce. 
So, for example, let's say the dad is either not not present because of death or divorce, then the son often feels like a responsibility to kind of look after mom and man up and be the man in the house. And, you know, we call it parentification. It's almost like he takes on a partner role for the mother. And then what we find is it's very difficult for that um son to actually form a, a new relationship and a partnership because there's an entanglement with his mother. So we find that when we go and restore the order of love, in other words, we we honor the fact and there's a healing sentence. We have very simple healing sentences in family constellations. So an example there would be the mother saying to the child, you are but my son, nothing more and nothing less either. In other words, I'm acknowledging your position in the system as a son. I am the big one. You are the little one. It's not your responsibility to carry the void that dad left. And the minute you honor and acknowledge that, you release the child to own its full space of the correct order. Because in a family system, love flows from the parents to the children. And the minute we honor that, then love can truly flow. And then the third um, dissonance that comes in a family system is that there can be an imbalance in give and take. Now, this we often find and can be a huge cause cause of dis-ease in the family system because a lot of resentment can build. And remember, when we look at cancer, what is cancer? Long-standing resentment. And then it's undealt with hurts. So you would go and look at what organ is the cancer then manifesting in. And you could go from there and say, okay, well, it would be in connection to this. But in family systems, when, when there's a, an imbalance of give and take, there might be an ill-gotten gain. Somebody has taken a, a you know inheritance which wasn't theirs to to have, or you know in a family business, someone was apportioned more or less, and it was not their rightful place to inherit that money. Then you'll find that if it's a family business, there'll be continual losses in the system until someone acknowledges the person who actually lost the wealth in the first place, or who was unrightfully their wealth was taken from them. And it's quite fascinating. When you go and restore that order, it, it really settles the system. And there's the most lovely saying about, oh my, how you've changed since I've changed. So when you change and heal the attractor pattern within you, the circumstances outside of you start to change and align. Um, and that's really what we're looking at in, in bringing order and healing in family systems and honoring and acknowledging what went missing and where the love is out of balance. Because remember, that will take you to the imbalance in in, in emotional perceptions, and then in the long term, that is what will create dis-ease in the system. And in the individual, it will express as almost a signboard. It's like a symptom is saying, hey, check me out, please, love me, help me. You know, so often we condemn diseases, this is bad, this is wrong, but... The fact is it's there for a reason, and if we could start to reframe that and we could start to say, okay, hang on, what is the message you're giving me? Where, where is the lack of love? Love heals all. And the minute we can go and find and bring integration to what has been missing or excluded or the part of us that we are denying or an unhealed resentment in a system, then we can... We can bring healing and integration and the body can follow. The body can then reveal and reflect that healing. The body is just... That's an interesting concept, Nikki, because I think like you're trying to say 
you know, to recognize and acknowledge even just n- never mind the emotion, but to acknowledge the actual disease. So understanding, because I think when it comes to disease, when it comes to cancer, when it comes to diabetes, you know, something that some, someone's really struggling with, especially in the family system, um, we fight it, you know, and we don't understand it. And we, and we, we're, we're afraid of it. There's a lot of fear involved in it where I think what you're trying to explain is that when you, when you actually acknowledge and understand, first of all, that, that there is a message here and that we have to find kind of where that emotion is coming from. Um, I think also, Adel, I don't know if you would agree, but when it comes to emotions, we're a lot more in touch with emotions these days than we were, you know, in the past. And I think the connection between recognizing the emotion and understanding the emotion um, and seeing that it, it does have like an emotional and physical effect on us. Yes, indeed. I, 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 I wanted to say this though, that, that, that I think that there's a lot of resistance just in the general population. And a lot, uh, you know, I understand it myself. I've, 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 I've taken the same, you know, the journey that you're talking about now, but there tends to be a lot of resistance in society to, to actually think this way. Now, is it like, why would it be if, if we were, if, if this, this idea that, you know, the way we resonate and the, and the, the way we feel is number one, we've inherited. Number two, we've gone through challenges and we've like, you know, been given, um, opportunities to learn and to grow. Why is it that a human being is resistant to go and say, well, let me go and find out the cause behind my dis-ease? Why is it easier for, why, why do we, why do we default to like, let me it's just genetic. Take, no, 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 let, like me, let me take, let me take Tupinado and let it go away. <laughs> like, don't talk to me. I'll just take insulin and my diabetes will go away. No, I, I've got cancer. Let me just cut it out and have radiation. Again, let me just put it out there. I'm not knocking that we have physical, physical health in terms of, you know, fixing up things and making us feel better. But I feel that there's like, when you talk to people and you say, well, you know, you haven't been feeling well for a while. Uh, you, you, you have a headache or, or whatever it is. Like, why aren't you asking, why is your body bringing that headache? You know, for, they'll go, no, 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 I'll just go, yeah, I'll take the Prado. I'll, 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 I'll go for a massage. I'll go to the physio. Why is it that we're so resistant? Is it because we are, we're scared or it's just, we don't know how to do it? I don't know. I'm, I'm throwing it out at you. I'm asking the question. I think you, you're so right. Is there's such a fear of the unknown? And this, you know, what Faggy was saying is like, you know, I want to say in the old days, but previously when we didn't have this kind of information, we didn't know what we didn't know. And some people are just unaware of the degree to which their emotional perceptions are actually creating the disease. And when one looks at health today, there's a much greater drive to holistic wellness and taking all elements of our being into consideration, whereas you know, in the past, it was exactly what you said. It's a medical symptom, so just take a panado or take whatever the doctor says. Don't You don't go and look deeper. But what we're realizing now is when we do that, the symptoms keep presenting. So, yeah, sure, we can keep treating the symptoms, but, you know, is it our choice to stay with those symptoms or would we really like to uncover what the cause is and eradicate the cause so we don't have to keep sitting with the symptoms? You know, an example of this would be what I'm trying to give an example of is the progressive thinking in society today. One of my clients, the most lovely, vivacious woman, she was diagnosed with breast cancer and she did all the right medical things. She went, you know, and she had the the breast removed and she was on the chemo. 
And then she came to me, she showed up in my office and she said, look, I've done the physical healing, but now I really want to uncover and release the cause of this. So I said to her, okay, let's look at it. Cancer is about long-standing hurt and resentment, and the breast is about nurturing. So, you know, there's there's resentment about you not being nurtured, or there's resentment in the system about nurturing. And she said, of course. She said, my mother. She said, you know, I've had to care for my mother, and I've had to pay all her bills. And, you know, I mean, this lady is now 50. You know, she says, I'm still paying for my mother. And still, since I was a little girl, I had to step up for my mother because my dad wasn't there. And, you know, it all fell on my shoulders. And my my mom wasn't able to be there fully to nurture us. Now, when we look in family systems, we never want to go and judge anybody for anything. People do the best they can with what they have available. If there's a mother that's absent, it's very likely that somewhere in the system there's a trauma around childbirth, around looking after children. Wherever the trauma is sitting, the mother cannot give what the mother doesn't have. If the mother's mother didn't nurture her, she doesn't know how to nurture, so she can only do what she knows. So she can only give what she has available. And that's also part of the healing we do in the family constellations. You know, the acknowledgement, there's a a beautiful healing statement. You know, I nurtured you into life and I gave what I could, nothing more and nothing less either. So if someone has an emotionally unavailable parents, it often goes back many generations to traumas. You know, you were speaking about like the concentration camp. Some some mothers lost their children. Some mothers had to literally, if we look at Gabor Mate, his mother gave him up to save his life. But one can see, perceive that as um, huge abandonment. And he's done so much work on trauma and the way that that presents in, in the individual and in family systems. But that's just an example of not to judge, but to go and honor, acknowledge and bring healing to it. So this lady, she came and she she recognized that and she said, okay, like what can I do in terms of the healing? So we did a constellation, we restored the order in the family, in the system, and then she could start taking practical steps to change things. So for the first time in her life, she could, instead of feeling like she had to always take responsibility for her mother, because that was the uh, uh, disorder in the system, she could actually say, mom, you know what? I actually can't afford to pay for your car to be fixed another 15,000 rand. I don't have it, you know, like maybe you can find a way to make the money or maybe the family, you know, then she had a sister later on who was never responsible. And interesting, the sister came up and said, okay, I can help, you know, it doesn't all have to fall on your shoulders. So we started to bring order in the system and then you take practical steps so that the physical order and you actually see the outworking of the emotional healing and she started to feel so much relief and like freedom and she doesn't have to hold this resentment and hold this burden because she's sorted it out emotionally, energetically in the system and now she can take the practical steps to free herself to live fully. So she doesn't have to attract the cancer back again and now she's been in remission for a long time. And one can just see, you know, that if one doesn't go and address the, the underlying stuff, you may well get the symptoms again. And the symptoms... Again, if I can really reinforce the point is that it's just love. It's love saying, hey, please look at me deeper. There's a beautiful book by C.S. Lewis called The Problem of Pain. And he says, pain is God's megaphone to rouse a deaf world. And often we don't go and look at the deeper things unless we're actually forced to. And sometimes the pain 
pushes us into that place where we actually have to go and look deeper and find another solution because the definition of insanity is to keep doing what you've always done and expect, expect a different result. So, <laughs> you know, if, if the, if the treatment and the panado or whatever sort of plaster you're putting on the symptoms is not going away, maybe it's time to say, look, is there something more I can explore? And do you, do you believe that's why we as a society are chronically ill? I mean, there is this entire, you know, um, paradigm that we, we, we're eating badly, you know, and we've got, we've got environmental toxins and we've got a lot of stress. And so that does put a heavy load on, on, on society. But if we had to turn this around, because it kind of like what I'm hearing you say is that this is the, 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 the cart before the horse. You know, the horse is the stress, the eating badly, the, the environmental toxins and all of that. But even if you go and clean yourself out completely and you eat healthy and all of this, if you don't deal with the emotions, like there, there are times that you're going to be stuck. Yes. This is what, this is what the symptoms are showing us is, is that there's more to look at. Mm-hmm. And it can be quite, you know, one can look at this and feel, oh, this feels daunting and overwhelming. So, what would be important for me is to say, let's look at how you could practically maybe go and just in your own space investigate. Let's say you've got some dis-ease that you are sitting with. How could you go and, and look at it yourself? The first thing to always ask yourself is what is sitting in your belief system? Because whatever you believe, you will always prove yourself right. If you believe you can, you can. If you believe you can't, you won't be able to. You'll find some excuse or some resistance to make whatever you believe true. So. The first thing you've got to ask yourself is, do I actually believe I can heal? Do I want to heal from this? Or are these symptoms and this dis-ease keeping me in a comfort space? Because remember, we as humans do what works for us. As long as it doesn't work for us anymore, we'll find a different solution. But sometimes our symptoms actually keep us comfortable. So go and look. What are your symptoms giving you? Are they giving you the attention that you wish you had you know, from family, from your mother, wherever in the system, are you creating some kind of symptoms in order to get a benefit? So you want to go and look at what are the benefits I'm getting from these symptoms. And when you go and uncover that, maybe there's another way in which you could receive those benefits. And yes. We're speaking to Nikki Sloan. We're talking about the emotional healing. What, what, what is behind our disease? If you'd like to join the conversation, it's 34519-061-8951019 is our telegram number. A reminder to uh, our listeners that Fagy and I run a WhatsApp group. We drop a little good thought. And we do. We've actually like shifted not only in trying to educate our, uh, our, our listeners in what to eat and what to do, but we've actually been putting a lot of like mental, spiritual, emotional stuff um, and that which is behind it. If you'd like to join that WhatsApp group, you can send an email to info at highfm.com. Give us your name and your number. It's only admin run. It's not spammed. And you quite it's become pretty universal. Don't we have someone from Portugal? Yeah, we've got people from Portugal, from Israel. We actually have a, have certainly spread our, our wings, which shows how great High FM is. We do, we're not only uh, confined to the Jewish community here in South Africa. Um, but if you'd like to join it, just send us the email and we will gladly join you. This is 101.9 High FM. This is the Healthy You, Wealthy You show with Adol Kosilski and Fagy Stern. We're talking to Nikki Slow. We're talking about illness and disease and is there an emotional component 
just before we went for the break, we started talking about how um, a person can decode the message the body is giving to them. So the first one, what I'm hearing you say, Nikki, is acknowledgement. And I, I think maybe that's the answer. You answered my question before when I'm saying, why are people so stubborn to move? Okay, maybe because it is unknown and it, it, it feels like it's just a, a, an area you can't touch. But I think there's also the component of acknowledgement. Like if you come to a point of acknowledging that your body is trying to tell you something, that is the first step. How do we move further from that? Yes, brilliant. Acknowledging your body is telling you something and also going deeper to uncover the meta program. So meta means above and beyond. So one wants to start asking quality questions to help you reveal quality, deep level answers in, in the thinking. So I was explaining to you the first thing is you want to look at is do you believe you can heal and do you really want to heal? An example is a client, this brilliant doctor, he had a client who came in a wheelchair. She had diabetes and she developed the crippling complications from the diabetes because she had never followed the medical protocol that had been laid out for her. And this doctor put a very comprehensive protocol together, looking at all aspects, the emotional, physical, spiritual. And as he explained this to this lady, he he was watching her and he, he suddenly looked at her and he says, you know, I'm explaining this all to you and do you really want to heal? And all of a sudden, her lips started quivering, quivering and the tears started running down her face. And she said, the truth is, I've been given so many protocols to follow and I'm so scared that if I actually follow them and heal and get well, this lady who's caring for me, the lady who was looking after her, pushing her wheelchair around, she said, the nurturing and the tenderness and the love I get from this lady is what I've craved all my life. So I would rather sit in the wheelchair with these symptoms and have this healing and nurturing than actually get well and have to take back all the responsibilities that I've let go of. So that was like the, the essence of, of her truth. And so that's where we have to go and uncover for ourselves is what is sitting beneath. How is this dis-ease serving us? But when you can uncover that, then you, and ways in which you can do that is you could go and do inspired writing. Like you can go and ask yourself these deep questions and then not necessarily coming from the head, because remember, you're a very intelligent person, so your consciousness would have figured this out long time ago if you consciously could have figured it out. You want to go and uncover what is sitting in the subconscious, because whatever sits in shadow will always run us from a shadow space. But the minute we bring it out into the light, we can love it, heal it, and integrate it. So sometimes it is just the acknowledgement. So I would encourage you to go and do inspired writing. Ask quality questions of yourself. What, what are your belief systems? Some questions you can also ask around diseases. When, when did this dis-ease start? When did the symptoms first show up? Was it in childhood? Was it after you got married? Was it after a traumatic event in your life? During a crisis in your business, in a, in a relationship that was hurtful. So go and ask some quality questions about where the dis-ease started and when the symptoms started showing up. And that would also give you some insights. Look in your family system. Maybe there's a continual pattern. You know, sometimes there could have been a feud many generations back. And like there's always a fighting like between siblings. And we've had it a lot. It's like a fighting between, you know, brothers or fathers and sons. And then the son or someone develops inflammation. And, you know, 
autoimmune disease, it's fighting, your body is fighting against itself. Mm. So maybe in the system, there's something which is fighting against itself. So you want to go and look at just asking some quality questions about what would seem a little bit logic around this. So those are ways which you can start to uncover it yourself. There's also a, a brilliant book called Heal Your Body by Louise Hay, and that gives you literally the disease conditions with the emotional components and an affirmation to start working with. So use some of your conscious mind to tap into your subconscious. Um, other options would be then, if you want to go deeper, is to actually find assistance. So, you know, the methods that I find very profound in tapping into the subconscious very easily is kinesiology, applied kinesiology. And we did do a, a radio interview on that. So I'm, it's on your podcasts that we did it a while ago, but it's really a profound way. It explains how you can use kinesiology, which is just muscle testing to tap into the intelligence of the body and find out where you're stuck in the subconscious. You can use the family constellation. So you can set up a family constellation. Family constellations can be set up in groups. I run group sh workshops once a month. Some people don't prefer to work in groups, so you can also do it in individual sessions. I literally use dolls, and we use those to represent their little sort of figurine ideas, and those give us profound insights, so those can be done in person or on Zoom. I have clients all over the world that we even do the constellations with on Zoom, so you don't have to be physically present. The EFT and the matrix re-imprinting, the emotional freedom technique, is also another beautiful system for tapping into the intelligence of the body. There's a lot of free information on the internet around emotional freedom technique. Maybe I give you a personal example. I used to have the most incredible allergy to cats. If I went to someone's house and they had a cat or there was just cat hair anywhere, my eyes would start swelling and watering and my chest would close and it was really quite hectic. It's very uncomfortable to go to someone and you all of a sudden start with all these reactions. And then when I actually did the matrix re-imprinting training, the, the gentleman who developed the matrix re-imprinting system was out from England and I said, please help me with this allergy. And he actually used me as an example as a demo on the, on the, on the training. And what, what he did is he literally, you use the emotional freedom technique to tap into the emotion of the body. So you go and get that emotion that comes up when you feel that those symptoms. And for me, it was like the emotion that came up was like total claustrophobia and I can't breathe. And so then the body will actually reveal the memory and the matrix re-imprinting takes you into the childhood traumatic memory. And for, for me, the memory came up was we got bunnies. My dad is a vet. So we got rabbits and my brother wanted this and they built this whole cage outside and they, he got, you know, the, the gardener to dig and put concrete so they couldn't burrow out. And so we went to fetch these bunnies and I was about, I don't know, maybe four or five and I was so excited, these fluffy little bunnies. So we, they were getting something still ready in the cage and my dad said, okay, we're going to just put them in the guest toilet and then we'll go. And I said, I'll go in the guest toilet with the bunnies. Of course, you know, bunnies, when they are not happy, can be very vicious. So I remember as a child, like almost standing on the toilet, being petrified of these bunnies and the smell triggered and the claustrophobia. So it's like the smell and the claustrophobia. And literally we healed that memory. You know, we went back, we healed that memory with the EFT, the matrix imprinting. 
And now my favorite friend is the cat. He sits on my lap, he sits on my bed. And, you know, so it's amazing how you really can, if you go and release the trauma and the, the physical symptoms the body is holding, you can actually overcome allergies. That was a huge allergy I had. Well, that's an incredible story. And that's just on, on something a little bit more minor than heart disease, cancer, autoimmune disease, and uh, certainly something to think about. This is 101.9 High FM. This is the Healthy You, Wealthy You show with Adol Kosilski and Fagy Stern. As always, when you're having so much fun and you're engrossed in a conversation, time flies. Nikki, we only have about two minutes left. I think that um, can you sum up your, you know, where, where, where you come from in one or two or three, maybe four sentences, and then um, give our listeners how they're, they're able to contact you if they they, they, they would like to face. I think just to is. say also before Nikki carries on is Adel, I mean, from our experience, especially with Nikki, is that it's really difficult to kind of do this, this deep work on your own and mm. to work with a practitioner like, like Nikki is, is huge. It's, it's a huge support and it really does get you in the right direction. So thank you, Nikki. You are so welcome. So if I had to sum up in a few sentences, you know, I think I might take a different tack and that was, how can you love what is? If you mm. have dis-ease in your body, let's try and transform our perception. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. How could you see this dis-ease as love and see the symptoms as pointers to what part of you or part of your life are you needing to love, integrate, and bring to wholeness? And the minute you do, your whole body can reflect that. So dis-ease is coming from an imbalance in emotional perceptions, whether it's from in your individual system or in your family system or very likely both because there's much inherited disease. We have the opportunity to use that to go and hold a much greater sense of love and all-encompassing wellness by honoring where we come from, honoring our family systems, and honoring our own being on a greater level than just the physical, and not necessarily just taking the panado or dealing with the symptoms, but going to look at the cause and honoring it. And the minute we do that, we bring it into the light for love and healing, and we can truly transform whatever has been keeping us stuck and in pain, and live on a different dimension with a different level of freedom. So that would be the essence of my summary. Really, really well. How can people get hold of you? So if you would like to WhatsApp me, my cell number is 082-567-1199. You can email. My email address is Nikki at NikkiSlow.com. N-I-C-K-Y at N-I-C-K-Y S-L-O-W dot com. And if you'd like more information on the work that I do, you can look at my website, which is nickyslow.com, N-I-C-K-Y-S-L-O-W.com. And I would love to connect with you if you are willing to look deeper, go deeper, and experience a new level of wholeness and healing in your life. Well, there you have it, and uh, we definitely endorse Nikki. We endorse all other people around. There's, there's many people around that are able to help you. Be brave, people. Be brave. Um, because I think that this generation certainly is a generation that has been given the gift of healing on so many levels, and it's so accessible to us that um, all you need to do is be brave, I think. 
I think acknowledge. Acknowledge. All about the acknowledgement. This is 101.9 High FM, and this was and is, will be next week as well, the Healthy You, Wealthy You Show. Have a great day.